It's necessary to have a bit of vision, right? Because before we can plant anything, we have to have an understanding of what we want to experience in its fullest life form. Hey you, you're listening to Not Yet, the podcast about our relationships and how they're the keys to our self-discovery. I'm your host, Paige Polk. I'm a community builder and Emmy award-winning digital media artist, channeling the powers of introspection. You're in the right place if you're mindful about the world you create and believe it's possible for us all to belong. I'm so grateful you're here. Now let's start the show. If you are in the Northern Hemisphere, then you are very aware that transition time is happening. It's fall. The leaves are falling. The days are getting shorter. The weather is getting colder. The plants are going dormant. And your mind probably is gearing up for that dormancy too. And we're almost there. <laughs> we're almost holiday season where you get to gather with your loved ones and replenish your mind and your body and your soul and your connections. But before we get there, there's a big opportunity in this moment. I know there's a lot of hoopla about springtime being the moment where you are planting seeds, metaphorical or literal seeds for your life. But I have a really strong argument for fall as well. Did you know that one of the best times of year to plant garlic is actually in the fall? Because it takes about half a year to go from a single, um, one of those little tiny bulbs of garlic that you peel into a full rooted plant with uh, sprouts at the top. And the reason that fall is the best time for garlic to be planted or sown is because there's no competition. Those roots that you're planting get to get very established in the fall time and they lie dormant once they've established themselves in the winter. And then once you start planting your other plants in the spring, garlic actually complements other things like lettuce and tomatoes. And I'm asking you today, what is the garlic of your life? What is that foundational, that foundational idea or project or vision that you have in your life that complements absolutely everything else? As we get closer to deep contemplation time, aka winter, uh, now is a fantastic time to be asking yourself this question. Uh, especially when the energy around you is slowing down. Think of yourself like you're in the matrix because you are. (laughs) Uh, When everything else is slowing down, what keeps moving? Uh, For me, what keeps moving are my relationships. What keeps moving uh, is my body. What keeps moving is my physical health. So the garlic in my life is really my relationship with movement. I've been running a lot more. I have been taking my Cairo appointments very seriously because there's no distractions, you know, of the summer. I'm not really uh, doing a ton of uh, purposeful activity. Well, what's purposeful activity, right? You know, I'm not really gathering as often as I was in the summer just because logistically it's cold outside. People aren't trying to stay outside like that. When it's getting chilly, we just had our last peak warm moment for the fall 
Uh, it was 80 degrees, and it felt like that last burst of energy before something dies or transitions. Uh, and I'm really grateful for that moment, but I know now the cold times are here, and they're here to stay, you know, for a moment. So what are your foundational garlicky experiences and what are the conditions that you need to cultivate for yourself in order for those seeds to thrive now that's a big question so I'm not going to leave you hanging Uh, what we're going to do today on this podcast is we're going to walk through four the four pillars of the Zone of Genius workbook that I have available for free on my website. And we're going to talk about the foundational garlicky seeds that you could be paying attention to in your life in these areas. Uh, If you want to look at the Zone of Genius workbook alongside of listening to this podcast, go to my website, uh, pagepolk.com. Then click the link in the menu. It says free workbook and type in your information. You'll get a free download sent directly to your email address. But if you don't have your computer readily available to you right in this moment and you're super excited to dive in, no worries. You can do it without it. No problem. So the four pillars in the Zona Genius workbook that I have workshopped uh, through my coaching program are leadership creativity, spirituality, and community. I'll say those one more time because they're really big. They're really big ideas. So again, that is leadership, how you relate to yourself and others. Um, Creativity, how you translate the ideas that you receive from the outside world through your own personal medium. Spirituality, recognizing the deep connection that we all have with one another, all living life forms and energy, and community, your commitment to maintaining and nurturing that connection that exists naturally with us all. So as we think about these four big pillars of life and living and what the seeds could look like in, um, in these separate pillars, It's necessary to have a bit of vision, right? Because before we plant anything, we have to think about what it is that we want to experience in its fullest life, uh, fullest life form. So leadership, for example, let's say you have some big goals for yourself when it comes to leadership, whether it's in your own business, whether it is with you working with your coworkers or employees or your employers, um, whether it is you building a business uh, from scratch, from the ground up, there's some aspect of leadership that you have a vision for. So I want you to project your big, beautiful brain into the future, into a distant or close reality um, that has some aspect of that leadership that you want to realize for yourself. So for the purposes of this exercise, um, I'll speak for myself, you know, I'll dive right into what I'm hoping for, for maybe the next year when spring does come around. Something I want more and very deeply and earnestly for myself when it comes to leadership is 
more collaboration. I come from the documentary film space, and you have to be a jack of all trades to make it work in indie film. You have to know how to, uh, if you know how to edit, you have to know how to record sound, you have to know how to direct, you know how to produce have to know how to produce, how to get multiple different kinds of people in the same room at the same time, and you have to be able to curate space so that people feel comfortable with whatever you're filming um, for that final project that you're putting on. And I've learned so much from being in positions where I've had to learn quickly uh, and deeply about um, creating Um And I've learned a lot from being in spaces with other people who had to do the same. However, something that I really want um, for the future when it comes to my own leadership is the willingness to let go of the activities and the practices that I know are not my particular either cup of tea because I don't like them or just they're not... It's not the most effective use of my time. I know that I have certain skills that are unmatched uh, when it comes to gathering, uh, when it comes to curating space, when it comes to curating experience. I might not be the person to call on for my projects if it requires like really intense uh, sound editing, for example. Yeah, I could look up a few YouTube videos and figure it out in a jiffy if I need to, but... That's not the kind of leadership that I want to bring into this next chapter of my life. I want to bring in um, more collaboration. I want to bring in more trust of my collaborators. And I want to bring in more trust that the universe will provide with me, provide for me the resources that I need to thrive, especially if they don't come as naturally to me as I would assume or like. So for you... As a leader, someone who sets an example or a tone for other people, someone who navigates uh, groups or pairings, what is the foundational seed that you want to plant in the fall? How do you want to start thinking about um, how that manifests for you in the future? And what is the very first step? So for me, Since collaboration is a very deep leadership goal of mine, that first step for me is recognizing what's mine and what isn't. So really being mindful as I'm going through the organization systems that I have for Not Yet, for example, or for my community consultancy, Page Polk International, and being like, okay, this is what I do super well. This is what I do very quickly. This is what lights me up. Uh, maybe sending um, all these podcast emails might not be the best use of my time. Maybe um, maybe there is a very special, beautiful podcast producer that's out there who knows how to keep things organized and who knows how to keep things flowing and who knows how to create a, a mindful, loving space when you're introducing yourself to new people all over the world for, for this project. Uh, and I don't know who that person is. I don't know where they are. I don't know what they're doing right now. But I know that the very first step toward uh, finding each other is me recognizing that this person probably exists. And it's okay for me to let go of some of the responsibilities that I have cultivated for myself in order to get to where I am and in order to get to where I'm going next. Now, 
let's uh, move over to the second pillar, creativity. I love this. I love this pillar. Uh, I don't know if it's my favorite because they're like my children. You can't really have a favorite, but they're like my children in that there are sometimes pillars, you know, that resonate very deeply with you and your personal experience. And creativity is very close to my heart because I, as I'm getting older, I'm recognizing that creativity, that ability, uh, or that practice of alchemy, of translating my lived experience into uh, a form that I practice is something so beautiful and personal and spiritual um, and healing. So I'm really excited to be workshopping with you in real time what my garlicky goals are for creativity. The word that keeps coming up for me is ease, 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 ease. I had a conversation with Rachel Cargill this summer for the pleasure event series that I put on with Dame Products, and it was all about cultivating ease and connection in your life. And something that she said is living rent-free in my head. She was talking about leaning into delight, leaning into pleasure, something that is so necessary, especially when you do work like Rachel does that's so centered around restorative justice, equity, mindfulness. I don't want to be afraid to try new things. I don't want to be afraid to try new media. I have explored a lot of different media in my career, whether that is film or podcasting or tech or interactive. And I've had a fun, fun time exploring these media, but they've always been through the lens of work. Like, okay, how am I going to make money off of this? How am I going to get a job doing this? And part of that is because I knew I wanted the way that I invested my energy with work to be a representation of how I wanted to invest my energy in life and living. But I do think that has its limitations sometimes uh, because, at least for myself, when thinking about how I could make money for things, my framework was, okay, who else is making money doing creative things? Let me try some of the things that they're doing rather than what is the creative thing that I want to be doing? How do I make money from it? And I think that releasing the pressure to make money out of your creative endeavors or your creative practices actually opens you up to a lot more fullness and a lot more opportunity and a lot of unexpected magic. So when it comes to my garlicky goals with creativity, I want to do more art outside of my work. I mean, I love gathering here with you, creating these podcasts, and speaking with other revolutionary creators, trying to workshop the world of our dreams. I love working with organizations to help them use media and gathering to connect with their communities. And I also really like ballet. (laughs) I also really like ballet. I started taking ballet classes last week because I wanted to try a new movement practice outside of, I've been practicing yoga since I was 17. And so that's been the primary movement practice I've had my adult life. Yet I've always been fascinated by dancers. I mean, aren't they just beautiful to watch? (laughs) And, you know, I had a moment where I was like, you know, 
I don't have to watch. I can play too. So when it comes to creativity, I'm doing more stuff that I don't get paid for. That's just fun. And in low-key environments with other people who just want to have fun, that is my garlic goal for creativity. So when you think about um, the transmutation of your joy or the transmutation of your fears or the transmutation of your experience or your energy, how do you want to do that moving forward and how is it different than what you're doing now? What does it look like to set up some foundations for yourself as the weather slows down, as time feels like it's slowing down, as you get to hone in on this moment? How do you prep for yourself? Next up is spirituality. This is the big one, obviously, because spirituality is absolutely everything, everywhere, all at once. But for the purposes of this exercise, let's just think of it as this great, big, beautiful, interconnected galaxy of being. (laughs) Let's just think of it as energy moving around through you, connecting you to everything that is. What is that thing for you? That is the essence of that connection. I think for me, the essence of spirituality, you know, it's so standard. It's so, it's, it's everywhere. It's really nature for me, you know? It really is. Like, I'm, I'm recording this podcast, looking out the window, and there's a huge Bradford pear tree right outside this window. It does not produce fruit, contrary to the name, and it is the last tree in my yard to shed all of its leaves every year, and it's how I know fall is here, and it's banging because it's this big, beautiful tree full of greens and oranges and reds and browns. It has all the colors of fall just alive through it, throughout the entire season, and I'm living in tree time. Well, I'm not living in tree time, but I want to be living in tree time. I want to be thinking so long-term, so certain about my purpose, so certain about my skills and strengths that I am rooted in the present moment. And by being so rooted in this present moment and being so rooted in my purpose and self that I provide support for all of the beings around me that see and interact with me in whatever way that they can. When you look at a tree, yes, it can provide shade for you in the summertime when it's lots of heat or when it's really bright. Uh, A tree can also provide a home for lots of different creatures, for squirrels, for birds, for bugs, just by being itself. A tree is strong enough to stay planted exactly where it is while also being flexible enough to navigate something as delicate as a gust of wind. And a tree is not going anywhere. It's thinking long game. So when it comes to me planting foundational goals for spirituality, it really is about my mindset about time. It's about my mindset about my contribution to the living beings around me and remembering that I don't have to be anything other than myself to thrive. And in actuality, being my, the essence of my being is the thing that's going to help me thrive. 
So what is that connective perspective for you when it comes to spirituality? Is it also nature recognizing how all these plants and animals interact with one another, ourselves too, you know, we're also interacting with nature with a bit of a symbiosis, even if it might feel chaotic in certain moments? Is it music? Recognizing how there's an interpretation of every sentiment and emotion and connection with different instruments and pitches and dances between notes. Is it the universe? Is it astrology? Recognizing how these giant balls of gas that are burning in the middle of space are just floating around. We are hurling at, I don't even know, how fast does, how fast does the earth rotate. I don't know, really, really fast. We are hurling through space right now and our bodies are remaining intact because, you know, physics, whatever that is for you, I want you to think about the perspective that you can take from your approach and how can that impact what you're building in this fall season. And lastly, but certainly not leastly, we've got community, the final pillar of the Zone of Genius workbook. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know I talk about community until the cows come home. Even after they come home, I'm still talking about community because I think it is one of the most important practices. Yes, I said practice, as in we keep doing it every day, that we can cultivate in our lives. Community is that commitment to resonance with yourself and the world around you. Community is that commitment to working and being and creating together in symbiosis. Community is that recognition that when I hurt, we all hurt. When you hurt, I hurt. When you thrive, I thrive. And my foundational... My foundational seed that I'm planting for a community, oddly enough, is not turning the dial up on high, but turning it down on low. Now, let me talk about this for a little bit because I don't actually mean disregarding community. That is not what I mean at all. What I mean is mm, mastering? Hmm, not quite. I'm close to the word. Mastering is not quite it, but. It's about recognizing how there are levels to absolutely everything in life. There's, uh, there's levels to your perception of heat. There's levels to your processing of sexuality. There's levels to how deeply you can connect to someone. Um, well, that how deeply you allow yourself to connect with someone that you love. This last chapter of my life has been about letting community all the way in and let it just fill up and warm up and heal my heart, which has been an absolute delight. Would do it again. 10 out of 10 recommend. And now that I've had that experience of just being filled up with love from other people, I'm very curious um, about what it looks like to redesign boundaries for myself, you know, and living a sort of rugged individualist life for a lot of my adult life, a lot of my career, my community boundaries are a bit gerrymandered, right? Where it, it didn't make a lot of sense 
about when I was drawing up lines or drawing up walls about when people could enter or exit my life. It was mostly based off of fear, a fear of being hurt, fear of being misunderstood, fear of being rejected, overlooked, foolish, being alone. And I'm glad that I was able to recognize this and I will be recognizing this every day for the rest of my life. (laughs) And also it's fair and important to recognize your growth. And I've grown a lot when it comes to my interaction with community. And so I want to take some reassessment time of the boundaries that I've constructed or released for myself and draw some new lines because I have transitioned as a person, meaning my relationships have also transitioned. And it's important always to recognize what's yours um, and what isn't, even if we are connected. So when it comes to community for you, what is that foundational seed that you want to plant in the fall as life is in full-on transition mode? You can see it and feel it everywhere around you. How do you want to be thinking about community differently in your life? Whoo! Super fun, no? Thank you so much for walking through these four pillars of life from the Zone of Genius workbook with me. Again, if you want to catch that workbook, visit pagepolk.com, click the link that says free workbook. You'll get a free download directly to your email. And there's all sorts of other goodies in this workbook. It'll help you reveal the skills, interests, and values that fuel your life. So very helpful in this moment of transition. In the meantime, I would love to hear from you, how you are enjoying this podcast, how you are enjoying this work, this creative practice that we're engaging with together. So if you're on your phone or wherever you're listening to this podcast, please do me a huge favor and rate this podcast. Give it a a little five-star action because I know that this is five-star experience here and I love connecting with you every other week. So when you subscribe, when you share your reviews or your comments on our Instagram, that really keeps our team motivated and it really helps us curate ideas and experiences that are in line with what your needs are and where you're going. So tell us what you think. Give us a rate. Give us a comment. I want to hear from you. Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Not Yet. The podcast is hosted by me, Paige Polk, and produced by Paige Polk International. The show art is made by Elizabeth Olguin, and the music is by Elder. Don't forget to subscribe here. And if you want more of this love in your life, visit notyetseries.com to join the Not Yet Project and community.